I'm Lindsay Curtis, and this is Her Return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human, feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real-life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey home. Hello, beautiful listener, and welcome to another episode of Her Return. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Delphine Levi Alvarez. Delphine is an environmental activist born and raised in the French Alps. As she grew to take on ambitious leadership positions, she quickly understood that in order to protect the earth, activists have to start by taking care of themselves first and practice deep self-love if they are to unleash their full potential. So she started this with herself. Now Delphine is a yoga teacher, a wise womb medicine practitioner, and a self-care advocate. She also holds workshops to support women as they reclaim the power of their bodies. Welcome Delphine, so excited to have you here. Thank you for coming. Thanks a lot for having me. It's really a pleasure and an honor. Mm, So, so good. So today I'm so excited to tune in with you about the wisdom of our cyclical nature and really tuning into maybe going a little bit deeper into how, as you are a self-care advocate, how our self-care changes throughout our monthly cycle. And um, yeah, let's just see what unfolds. So to, to start us off, I always love to connect into what are the kind of foundational experiences that have led you to the work and the inspiration that you bring into the world today. So set the stage for us. <laughs> Great. So it's it's been a journey huh? and it's uh, going to be a journey for my entire life, at least this incarnation. I would say that when I was a, a kid, I was a very lively kid, very energetic kid, um, very connected to nature, very bold, very, you know, independent. Uh, and, uh, and I've been told later on that... Um, the friends I was talking to my parents about were actually nature fairies, uh, that I was very much connected to um, the spirits of nature mm-hmm. until I uh, lost my innocence with life, you know, happening to us. <laughs> and, um, and then growing up uh, a little later, um, the teenagers were very challenging um, I had my periods very early while everyone else was still a little girl. I was dealing with those things, including pain mm-hmm. um, and really feeling shame around it. And um, at the same time, I was transitioning into womanhood. My mom was transitioning into menopause and um, she got really depressed at the time. Uh, and she actually was depressed the rest of her life. And um I started eating away my pain, you know, mm. my, my challenges. So I put on a lot of weight and I really started to be, uh, to feel foreign to that body. Mm. So slowly disconnecting and disconnecting and disconnecting. And that continued uh, for a long time, you know. I was in a very um, long-term relationship where um, I was not in my body, you know, I was checking out during sex, sex was painful, Mm. I had no relationship whatsoever to my cycles. Mm. But I reached a point where um, my body um, 
put a break on all that. <laughs> um, I had like super big allergies that really um, invited me to rethink completely my diet and my lifestyle just to save myself because I was not healthy at all. Mm. And I, I started shedding layers like weight and, and all of that. And it's not only about weight, it's really about what the weight was carrying mm. um, and got back a lot of energy with it and, and some space to start noticing what was happening within me. And my body started giving me cues. Um, like the six months before my wedding, like nine years into the relationship, I couldn't breathe. Mm. Like my diaphragm was completely blocked and I had to go to the physiotherapist every other week. And everyone was like, that's stress, that's okay, you're getting married, there's so many things to prepare. <laughs> And, and I was like, sure, probably. <laughs> but I also probably knew that my body was telling me, this is the end. You should not go into that marriage. Wow. And mm. uh, on, the, on the day when I put on my wedding gown, that was a very loose one, nothing very tight. <laughs> I couldn't breathe either. And everyone was like, oh, you're so excited that you're like, you can't breathe. And, and probably like, probably I knew already that I shouldn't be doing this. Wow. And the whole time I was out of my body, like I was witnessing the whole scene. Mm. And it took like six more months and discovering yoga and having some sort of awakening in a yoga retreat and, and meditation retreats mm. to really end that and, and suddenly discover freedom. And mm. then from, from there, I've been, I've been learning about myself because I didn't know about myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my body, so I started working more and more with my body and, and going into a very demanding job. I'm, I'm an environmental activist. I'm, I'm a leader of a big movement of NGOs working on plastic pollution. I had to start taking care of myself because I was running on my reserves all the time and holding space for a lot of people, but like com completely exhausted after like a couple of weeks of meetings and, and mm. sad. And, and so I really had to start reconnecting to my body deeply and, and to source, to, to, to be in the world differently in a way that was serving me better and serving the others better. And it's been a journey and I'm still on it, but uh, things have definitely shifted over the last five years. And, and yeah, and I'm also noticing around me women shifting and, and it's beautiful. Mm. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And my whole body gets chills and chicken skin, as you say, like my body just stopped it. And how amazing. And uh, I'm just so constantly amazed at, at the wisdom of our bodies and how they are guiding us every single moment. But it's, do we have the ability to listen to it? Right? And even when we don't, body's going to keep showing up. <laughs> uh, I love this. So thank you so much for, for sharing this, this testimony with us and, um, and really your journey to reconnecting to your own cyclical nature, but also just your body, right? Yeah. Like body. <laughs> what? To start with. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good. So, um, well, let's start with body. So what do you, what was like the first kind of practice that you really got into your body with like do you remember a sensation the time when um you remember just being in your body yeah 
Can you paint it for us? <laughs> it's it's the breath. Yeah, the breath. It's it's breathing. Like mm -hmm. breathing has always been for me and for anyone I work with a way to come back home. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, doing a lot of pranayama um, uh, when doing my yoga teacher training and when in retreats where I was just feeling all the energies moving around and, 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 and it was like there was space being created within me and there was like space for consciousness, space for then observe what's going on, you know, and become this like benevolent observer that's going to start noticing the, the little tension here, the, the little uh, spark there, that's going to give you cues about like, how am I experiencing like whatever I'm experiencing? And, and am, I, am I on the right track for myself? Should I have a relationship with that person? Should I go into that job? Should I eat that food? And, and just like having it becoming your, your compass, basically. And, and, and breath is, is so powerful. And, and going into more feminine yoga and, and with you actually uh, for the first time uh, really discovered the power of a different kind of breath, like the, the, the more feminine uh, pranayama that, that really opens this channel and connects us back to the womb and, and the energy of the womb. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, yeah, if I start my day with pranayama, the day will go well. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> yes beautiful beautiful and it reminds me how there's a saying that um a true master a true mistress of, of being can come back to center in just three breaths so again this like this link between our, our alignment our clarity and this breath that's moving through the body right beautiful mm. Cool. So let's talk cycles. And um, I want to know how you guide women in connecting to their rhythms. And especially if, um, as you've also very experienced, as we've all experienced it in some way, well, hopefully there are generations coming that have not experienced the disconnection between our cycles. Let's raise our children that way. Um, but for the majority of, of us here and now, what do you recommend to reconnect with our cyclical nature? Well, that's, that's a great question. And I think we are like probably in a different place now than we were like five, 10 years ago. Uh, a lot more women are wondering about uh, contraception and, and starting to want to learn about their cycles. Uh, for me, like the work really starts um, with knowing your body and how it works. It's really, I always tell um the people I give workshops to that knowledge is power. And, and for such a long time, women have given away that power and authority on their body to modern medicine, to doctors. They're going to tell you uh, which contraception is good for you. They're going to tell you that pain is okay during your menstruation. They're going to give you all sorts of pills to, um, to, to hide the symptoms uh, rather than going to the root causes of it. So mm -hmm. for me, I, I really uh, 
start because also I work with a lot of, you know, purpose driven women who are very smart and, and they need to start with their brain before they go into the body, which was exactly, which is exactly their journey I was, I'm in, you know, I'm, yeah. or I'm on. So I, I really teach about um, like what's going on in that body, you know, like how, what is it made of, like how the uterus works, the ovaries, all the endocrine system, the connection between the different systems of the body in a very holistic way, basically the inner ecosystem and how that relates to the out, outer ecosystem with what you eat, with how you breathe, with how you are in the world, with the weather, with the season, um, with the light, uh, <laughs> you know, with the stress factors. And, and that's, that's the start. That's the starting point of, of consciousness of like cultivating this inner observer, because when they know what to observe, then they can start observing and noticing how it is for me, like, how is it for me? Like, how, how long is my cycle? When am I experiencing pain? What happens when I eat these kind of foods? What happens if I don't drink enough water? Or if I don't stop any time during the cycle to rest? Or, and, and then, then you can go deeper, like, maybe, like, often I have those people, then they become, uh, they become clients, and we go into, like, okay, what's their story? Like, the, the, are there any traumas here, limiting beliefs around the body that would explain certain hormonal imbalances, um, certain challenges with uh, certain systems of the body? And then you go deeper and deeper and deeper, but always as quickly and, and as far as the person allows to, because at the end of the day, there is no agenda when we work with uh, with people, it's it's not like we're doing something and we have like a program. It's just like we're meeting in presence. We're building this safe container that for way too long women haven't had um, in our societies um, to just like be, you know, mm. be and see what comes up. Mm. Fantastic. Um... It really touches me this, this paying attention to the inner ecosystem and then how it reflects to the outer ecosystem. And um, yeah, starting with the observation first, that's what I hear is like the first like door opener. It's really becoming the observer of the cyclical nature and without trying to change it. And once we have <laughs> accurate field notes of that observation, then we can go a bit deeper into examining what else is happening. Mm, fantastic. Fantastic. And, you know, no matter how long we've observed and we've tracked our changes and our cycles, new revelations can always be made because life is always transitioning and changing, right? Is there anything personally that you've experienced after a while of already observing your cycle that was, again, more information? I know we're infinitely expanding and learning <laughs> all the time right so um don't know if if an example comes to mind yeah i i have a cup i have one example um from from my first immersion uh during my apprenticeship with uh, naomi love on ways medicine and we had this i think for me what i experienced there was the power of sisterhood and, and again, this, this ecosystem aspect 
of like, I was just not me. I was connected to this web of, of women so closely that our, um, our cycles became in sync, you know, and, and we can notice that a lot that when women spend a lot of time together or people who menstruate spend a lot of time together, they will start uh, synchronizing their cycles, which just like is, a, is the most beautiful illustration of this interconnectedness or interconnectedness that, that um, I'm talking about with the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, we had a drum circle one night and uh, one of the sisters was worried that she was pregnant and she didn't want to be pregnant at the time. And we had, uh, we sung this song that a sister taught us about bringing your blood and, and honoring your blood, like all together. And the day after so many of us were bleeding, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yep, we are not alone in that body. It's not like the, 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 the skin is not the border of the being, you know, there is, there is so much more um, connective, connectedness uh, beyond that that frontier that we can perceive wow love it so gorgeous and the power of our expression right yeah and how our expression changes our bodies so much yeah and the voice in particular like the the power of the of the voice it's like the, 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 the throat is so much connected to, to the pelvis and, and to, the, to the womb and to the yoni gate. And, 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 and so often throughout the, 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 you know, history, like women have been told to stay quiet and do not speak too much. And that has left traces in our unconscious um, let's say genetical background mm -hmm. and, and, and liberating that voice through uh, singing, through breathing with like an open throat and open mouth is, is just going to, is starting to bring yourself up. Like it's, it's just really starting to, yeah, like make space for whatever is present. And I work a lot with the voice and it's been a wonderful journey. Um, of expression yeah <laughs> yes the voice is so important <laughs> I use the voice in all of my practices and in all of my teaching the voice is so so important and and um maybe I mentioned it in I know there's an episode in the podcast about about blood time it's episode number five and I think I mentioned it there but about how during our bleeding time there's this even exponential portal that's open for us to explore our voice and and really sound with our womb um and and open this up and that is by far one of my favorite and fundamental bleeding practices do you have one like bleeding practice that you use monthly or <laughs> like well at the moment i'm not monthly i haven't had my period in like a year it feels like and i'm like oh i couldn't miss that so that's also why i wanted to have this conversation i'm like what is blood like <laughs> because of course i i've had a child and i'm currently breastfeeding it's not that my periods disappeared but um it'll come back at the right hormonal time for us you're in another phase mm -hmm. the beautiful one um I guess one practice that I've been doing more and more is um, 
not giving my blood away to the sewage system <laughs> mm. and but giving it to the plants to the earth there is this um beautiful um Hopi uh, prophecy that says something like when women uh, return their blood to the soil um, or to the earth, um, men will come back home from war and um, the world would experience peace or something like that. And I think there is, there is such a strong power in, in women reconnecting to, to their blood because doing so, it's not that they're just reconnecting to their blood, they're reconnecting to their nature, to their power and to nature in general. And that shifts the energy of the collective. That also shifts the way they are with men, um, the, the way men are with them. And then slowly that can really transform um, societies and maybe bring us back to something more balanced and, and you know, where uh, we are honoring the earth we are on. And, and for me, at the end of the day, like I started from environmental activism and, and I'm going into that because I see there's like just two sides of the same coin. Um, I, I, can't, I can't work on, on protecting the earth if I don't support humans in reconnecting with it. Because the reason why we are where we are with the earth is because women and, and men and, and all kinds of genders have disconnected from who they are, their nature, and therefore the nature that they belong to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, so deeply, so deeply felt that. My dear, dear Mother Earth, she just wants her children to recognize her. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. And so to our sisters beyond menstruation, uh, what do you advise in connecting? What is the access point to connecting to their cyclical nature that still exists? Yeah, of course. Um, and, and whether or not you're bleeding or whether or not you can't bleed anymore, or it's, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because what matters is really this um, cultivating this inner um, observer and, and being in tune with uh, where your energy is at. And your cyclical nature can be, you know, throughout the day or even throughout the space of a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, throughout the space, uh, throughout the seasons um, with the, the weather changing. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be this, this 28 average cycle where you go through four seasons. Like that can be that can be your own pace. And I think it's just uh, an even deeper invitation to, to look at your own rhythm and how is it for you. And, and there is such a normative way of like, women have to be like this, they have to experience that. And when you don't bleed, um, you're not so much of a woman anymore, but that's so wrong in so all the other ways possible because mm-hmm. when you're not bleeding anymore, you have all the spaciousness to explore other aspects of yourself and and follow this energy in 
in such a creative way because it's not dictated by any hormones you know except when you're in the transition and they're like hormones are having a huge party yeah. uh, and it's important to learn how to navigate that because women just don't learn how to navigate that mm-hmm. and they feel like they're turning crazy you know and so many women have depression around menopause just because there is no form of support and and no form of understanding of what's going on within them and that they're not crazy like they are not crazy they are just experiencing like an explosion of hormones and Mm -hmm. and drops in other hormones and that's affecting massively your emotions and and not only your body and the hot flashes and everything but really just how you experience life and for me like I'm, I'm far from that like yet but it's such an important topic because um I saw that shift in my mom and she never came back from that, you know, and, and I feel like if we are talking about it more as something normal and creating that space, we can just like save a lot of women. And, 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 and then these women can also be of support and of guidance for the younger ones. And, and that's so important because so many of the things that affect women's life are still not in the public eye. They're still taboo and, and the voice is also t- to be used to uh, lift this, these taboos and, and really make space for, yeah, this is happening. It's okay to bleed. It's okay to be menopausal. It's okay to have hot flashes. It's okay to go through all sorts of emotions <laughs> because your hormones are having a huge party. Um, it's, it's okay. Mm. And you don't have to change any of that. You just have to learn how to swim through the wave. And, and, and the more we talk about it, the more we can actually support each other. And I've been amazed at like starting working with women and people who menstruate, like the load of stories that people carry with them, like how much they experience pain, what's going like physical, emotional and they just don't talk about it. They put on this mask and, and, and they convince themselves that everything is fine in wow. the world, that everything is fine. And that's what makes us sick, mm-hmm. collectively yeah. and individually. Mm-hmm. Yes, wearing all sorts of masks do make us sick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's so, so, so true. And I always look at um, our hormones and our endocrine system as our emotional system come manifest and becoming physical. Like this interplay between them is so, yes, it's the it's the etherical becoming physical so deeply. And especially in, I've just navigated uh, lots of hormonal changes in, in, yes. in birth and, and in breastfeeding. And there's this sacred day of when um the milk really comes in that's like it's a huge hormonal shift and actually i in my preparation for that i found a woman who talks about like the day four day five as like the grieving day and you're supposed Mm -hmm. to like lock the door and let all the grief come out of you about your birth about the world about everything i didn't experience it so much like that because i already i think i'm i've flow with my emotions differently. So I was expecting a big day like that, but I was already in it. So (laughs) I didn't experience that, but just having the knowledge, like you said at the beginning, you know, having the knowledge allows us to have a certain openness and preparedness to meet whatever is coming forward. So having more knowledge about 
perimenopause and about the men uh, menopausal transition is so powerful. And it is something that I, I'm starting to hear more about. And I have some girlfriends going through it and it's just given me great inspiration because I know a wonderful woman. I'm going to have to get back on the podcast to talk all about perimenopause um, as she's going through it right now in such a rich, beautiful way. Um, so we'll have more conversations. Yes. <laughs> we need to for everyone. Beautiful. Including for men, you know, like yeah. I, I was thinking about also holding workshops for men to mm -hmm. teach them about the cyclical nature of, of, of yeah, women and, and yes. creators, because then we've been growing in this society that's so masculine and, and tells us that everything has to be linear and that you have to be constantly the same because men are like hormonally cyclical, but just with the seasons, you know, like it takes more time, it's less visible. And, and, and because we have the, not designed because it's not like a master plan, but because society has unfolded in that way of like, yeah, you've got to be equal all the time. You've got to be the same person, the same, you know, not a word uh, higher than the other. Then, then they don't understand the cyclical nature and therefore they can't support um, their sisters, their daughters, their partners, their friends into also navigating these emotions and, and, these sensations and these different levels of energy like like of performance you know of creativity mm -hmm. um because that 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 uh, fluctuate during the cycle definitely yes we have innately um moments of rest that are so deeply needed and then moments of high intense activity and everything in between right gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> mm. gorgeous um Hmm, beautiful. Feeling into everything we've touched on so far, and it's really been a wonderful unfolding. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Any other bit of wisdom uh, to impart before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I guess coming back to um, this uh, interconnectedness, like between things within us, like the body, the mind, whatever we put in the body, whatever we put the body through is, is affecting how we feel, our energy, our creativity, and also the surroundings like the outer ecosystem. And I think it's very important because um, as, as you start noticing this, this uh, how whatever is going on around and within affects how you feel, it's it's the time for uh, boundaries and healthy boundaries. <laughs> and I think that's something that um, so many of us uh, can have challenges with, uh, especially the, the empaths that are going to feel into other people's energies and, or even thoughts or that are going to really be affected by just the energy of the city, um, of the place they work in. Um, and I think the more you are cultivating this observer, the more you can start noticing um, where you have to set boundaries and how you have to set boundaries so that at the end of the day, you protect and magnify your energy so that you can be, you know, of better service to yourself to start with, always start with yourself. And then to the rest of the world, to the people you love, to the collective, if you're called to work at a more collective level. And um, 
And that's so important because as women, we have this like human giver syndrome where we give, 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 <laughs> give, give, give until we're empty. <laughs> and, and, and then we're like, oh, I'm useless. No, <laughs> you're not. It's really just like we are like we've been trained to give, like whether it was conscious or unconscious in, in you cannot pour from an empty cup. So starting with yourself and cultivating whatever you put in the cup and, and being clear on the limits of the cup. And, and, and then, then you can be of service if it's something that's, um, that's relevant to you. Mm. Yes, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, well, my cup feels full in this <laughs> Thank you so much, Delphine. You're so articulate and well-spoken and it's been a real pleasure to connect. So tell us how we can connect with you further. Where do you show up in the um, inter-online space world? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first, thanks, thanks to you. It's really a pleasure. Um, well, you can find me on, on my website, so reconnecttoblossom.com all together. I'm also on Instagram, so if you go onto the website, you'll, you'll see Instagram, Facebook. I also have a SoundCloud where I have posted um, relaxations and womb journeys as well um, for different moments of the cycle and, and challenges. Um, and yeah, just, just get in touch if you're interested to know more about the work. I, I have workshops um, that I'm not yet putting out, but I'm preparing for the rest of the year. Okay. Um, and I'm yeah, looking forward to connect with anyone who feels cold. Awesome. So I'll include links wherever this is going. And um, thank you so much. Look forward to tuning in together again soon. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. I'm Lindsay Curtis, and thank you for listening to Her Return, the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's exploration, subscribe and review this podcast wherever you are listening. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your own creativity, head on over to my website at www.herreturn.com to see how we may open up some space together. Until next time, may you return home to yourself today.